This episode is brought to you by Classical Conversations. To find out more, please visit classicalconversations.com. Epstein and Hunger Games 2020. <laughs> Epstein! Epstein! <laughs> it's going to be a long show. Oh, Supreme Court flip-flops. There'll oh, always be flip-flops. Supreme Court. And I don't know about this whole voucher thing. Nuh-uh. Pastor Stephen Warhurst. Warhurst. He's, he's ready for a battle. He's on the PCA war yes. path. We got him coming on the show this next segment. Hey, y'all, welcome to Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. The, I can't do that right there. Oh, you want me to stop this for you? Yep. The fastest growing unwoke, multiracial, theocratic, <laughs> cisgender, patriarchist, cool, post-mill, political podcast in the nation. Hey, in the world. In the universe. <laughs> Hey guys, it's good to be with you. Uh, that was terrible. On, uh, make sure you guys join the club. We got this limited edition pint coming out. Speaking We're, of which, mine is uh, empty. Uh, oh, oh, you got any? No, uh, mine's not. You got anything? Let me help here? you with that. Here, here you go. Here's oh, some, here's some Macallan Scotch oh, for you. Where's I, the? Where's that organ now? I, I'm drinking wine before Jesus got to it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and the reason the reason why you guys want to support us is is for one because Do we need that. What, what is this? It, is this Christian? That might. Yeah, it, dude. That's post mill. <laughs> That's what that is. It's a gigantic bottle. That's going to be around for a while. 12, McAllen 12, it's good. 1.75 liters. Yeah. Immigration. That's yeah. a little excessive, Gabe. It is. That's a little excessive, bro. <laughs> I, feel a little I'm off, I feel sort of awkward about this. You know. When you guys support the show, you guys help us create our own platform. As big tech the platforms conservatives, you guys saw um, the White House meeting this last week. And he bought in all the kind of, I don't know. Conservatives? The people who are responding to big tech platforms okay you know anyways um because we need to build our own platform you guys help us provide us with resources to produce more shows and content you help us expand our network and, and you can feed small shannon children <laughs> that's exactly right you can. that's right yes, you can. <laughs> none of us are on staff and and we're uh we're slowly trying to get us on staff I'm especially on staff well you're officially on staff yeah, now coming on half half kind of part-time half, you're feeding so half a shannon we, child we are right so now close <laughs> to actually having a full-time staff here on cross politic and if you guys can imagine what we could do with a full-time staff yeah uh, maybe and so. you get one of these cool pint glasses yes. and a bunch of other cool stuff yeah. and if you're already a member and you want to get one of these just upgrade this show is also brought to you by classical conversations classical conversations believes that parents are the best teachers for their children mm. it's almost like they read the bible or something Imagine that. classical conversations is committed to helping families homeschool successfully all the way through high school the program offers community in person and online encouragement fellowship accountability support from like-minded parents rich downloadable resources online forums video tutorials My gracious it just keeps going tried and trusted learning framework with recommended assignments trained parent tutors that model the classical approach i mean the thing is, is i mean you know that we've been saying get your kids out of the public schools yes, right. yep. get them out we need a mass christian jailbreak yep. yeah absolutely and and we know that one of the the great hindrances yep. is a lot of families are saying but i don't know how to do this yeah. Right. And we've said, first of all, you need to just trust God and say, well, all right, Lord, you call me to teach my children to raise them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So I'm going to do this. Yeah. But secondly, you need to know that there are a bunch of Christian communities out there that are already working at this. Classical Conversations is one of them. Share the love of learning through a Christian worldview, fellowship with other families, Classical Conversations families thrive using three keys to a great education, classical, Christian, 
community. Amen. That's really good. And and they were our first corporate sponsor yes. ever. So support the people yeah. who support yeah. us. Cheers, Gospel sure. Conversations. Yeah. We appreciate you. Thank, Thank you, you guys. Yeah. Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> I said it right. Epstein. Yeah. He's going to, it's possible he might take down the Democratic Party here. Jeffrey Epstein. The U.S. attorney in New York saying from 2002 to 2005, Epstein ran a sex trafficking enterprise, luring dozens of girls, some as young as 14, to his New York City and Palm Beach, Florida homes. He would pay them hundreds of dollars to give him massages, and then the physical contact would escalate into sex acts, according to the 14-page indictment. Epstein would allegedly pay even more money for the girls to recruit other possible victims. This allowed Epstein to create an ever-expanding web of new victims. As alleged, Epstein was well aware that many of his victims were minors. Back in the mid-2000s, yeah. um, there was a 53-page indictment that was drafted, interestingly, never filed. Okay. I don't know, you know, mm. against this American financier, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. So at the time, police in Palm Beach, Florida, uh, identified more than a dozen girls, uh, the reporter just said, who alleged sexual contact with him. Um, one of the girls told police that she was paid to bring other girls to Epstein's mansion, and that's when the sexual immorality began. Yeah. So she's a recruiter. Yes. Okay. Instead of prosecuting the case, the U.S. attorney in the Southern District of Florida at the time, Alexander Acosta, okay. offered a plea deal for two prostitution offenses, which carried a penalty of 13 months of incarceration with work release, and a requirement to register as a sex offender, and Epstein and his attorneys took the deal. Fresh on the news, of course, is that Acosta has now is okay. is now the uh, labor department of labor secretary, department of labor labor secretary yep. for Trump. So yep. he's moved positions, and he has now resigned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because he's Epstein is back in court because um, uh, they're, they've uh, unsealed. Uh, documents. Um, I think it must be the indictment of well, that sex trafficking. They've been able to come up with new allegations yeah. because because you double jeopardy. You can't be tried for what okay. happened past. Well, and I, the question though is, I'm guessing. I'm just asking. I wonder whether what was unsealed because that's yeah. what it said. It says something that there was uh, there's an indictment was unsealed, and I'm wondering if it's that 53 page indictment yeah. that mm-hmm. was never filed. Right. Filed. So so right. yeah. so it's not double jeopardy. If and it that, was never yep, filed right. and actually worked through. That's right. Yeah. Um, and so now it's been unsealed and um, he's pleaded not guilty. But now it's, he's back in, in New York City federal court. And, um, and it, why is this coming up now? Well, it's interesting, too, because Acosta said that some of those things were not a part of the original case that they weren't even aware of at yeah, the time. Right. So there's more, there's some more things new that things coming out. out. And I think there have been even more allegations that have been surfacing in the last few days. Right. Exactly. Uh, as all this is going down. The thing that I just want to point out about all this, though, is I think it's. Remember that we're dealing with people who don't really know what justice is. Right. Uh Okay. I mean, unless you have a standard, then you don't have justice. Right. Right. What what you're you're fumbling around for, you might know you need justice. You might, you know, Mm -hmm. care about justice in an abstract sense. But if you don't have Mm -hmm. a standard, then you don't really know what justice is. You're fumbling around in the dark. Especially when New York's passing born alive abortion legislation. Seriously. Right. It's like your prosecutor is going to handle this case. Well, right. Well, you know, and and again, and they like to throw around like 14 year old girls. And, and and if you are biblically literate and committed to the word of God, you know that power and age differentials should be taken into account. Absolutely. There's a biblical, there are biblical principles to take into account, but we are living in a society that says, 
girls as young as 14 can get abortions without yeah. their parents' permission. Yeah. And sex right. changes. And, <laughs> right? Right? So, yeah, like, yeah, so, you can't tell nobody. So, so I, Christians. I need, I need my McCallan over here. I'm so, Christians. Oh, is it come to that? I, I, I'm going to so, I can't. So, Christians. Um, yeah, that's really obnoxious, just, Gabe. I don't yeah, know. So, yeah, like, yeah, so yeah, like Texas or if something. If you can't see, this thing is, like, it's the like, size mate, of a little baby. It's like. It's like. Yeah, I mean, come on. This is wrong. This is ridiculous. But here's the, but that's the thing is Christians don't get sucked into the rhetoric. Yeah. Um now, do we care about these teenage girls? Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. is is Epstein a creep? Most likely <laughs> sure looks like it. Yeah. He's been a creep for a long time. Yeah. Though. Yeah. But this is the thing is you you can't make up justice as you go along. Yeah. I mean, you can try, but that's going to it's called tyranny. That that's Right, right, right. Uh, this was going on. So, I mean, Christians, think about this biblically. Um, and I think one one thing to just keep in mind, first of all, is why was there a plea uh, deal offered? Well, yeah. because they probably didn't have enough information to convict them on. I think that's very likely. Yeah, right. uh, um, if if Acosta didn't have enough, I mean, this, this or had, it could be the victims. I mean, I don't know this, yeah. but it could be the victims like, well, how much money can we get off the plea deal? Right. Right. Yeah. Like the victims right. could also determine if they want to remember the in order to in order to convict somebody, you have to have two or three witnesses, right. yeah. which means that these girls are going to have to testify yeah. or there's going to be there's going to be. And the girls might have themselves said, we'd rather do a plea bargain, get a little bit of money out of this. Uh, and not testify. Um, one of the news articles I read on this um, said it was possible that the girls didn't even know about the plea bargain. So I also saw that. Two other things. One is that some of them were paid. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. And the other good. thing was, is that, um, yes, that some of them uh, didn't even know about the whole prosecution. But yeah, again, right. it cuts both ways, people. Yep. Um, oh, you're going to do it, huh? He's, he's doing it. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's turning around. He's, he's not going to do it on camera. Um, but, but the thing is, is that um, it cuts both ways. Yes. If something horrible has happened, then. I think we ought to try to prosecute it to the extent that we can. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But remember, in order to prosecute it, you got to put those young girls in the spotlight. Well, yeah. yeah, that's right. And sometimes people, for for very reasonable reasons, would say, "I don't want to have any. I'm just. I'm moving on. Yeah. Yeah. I want to. Yeah. I want to move on. Now, you know. And it depends on severity. It depends on the circumstance. All the stuff. But they're but, not helping in that situation either, though. By the way, you know, they're not helping one just to move on and not go for the. No, I agree. I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think you know, if this happens to to a Christian family. The Christian family ought to say, "We need to get this guy. We need to do, say what? We, we need, need to take, take care of this. Oh yeah, yeah. Take care of this. Down. Get rid of him. Yeah. Um. But my point is just that when a plea deal is offered, typically it has to do with the fact that you don't have enough. Uh. Uh, t- uh, testimony or evidence to convict somebody right and so you say look th- this is what we can agree on he admits to a certain amount of it right. a couple of prostitution offenses that's why we do this our plea deals scriptural um it depends on the case yeah i, I, I don't know what are you thinking about depends on the case well i think i think there's an agreement that a father and a guy who has um taken his daughter virginia they can come to agreement on right within certain contexts but a plea deal for murder? No. No. Yeah, yeah I think it, yeah, yeah. So it does depend on that. And we were, we're thinking about like categories that this would fall into in terms of biblical justice. Yeah. yeah. So rape is a crime, yeah. right. punishable by death in, yeah. in right. most cases, at least in some cases, depending. Uh-huh. Prostitution. Um, prostitution. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you have a, um, a, a buying and selling yeah, of yeah, yeah. human beings. Selling humans, yeah. Um, and you also have um, uh, um, kidnapping, right. potentially. Right. So right. sex trafficking, in some cases, May include kidnapping. This doesn't fit inside of that category. Kidnapping can also be punishable by death. Yep. Absolutely. Um, You're stealing someone's life. And so life for life. Um, And then the only other thing you have is 
um, uh, stealing a woman's virginity, which is a form of seduction. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, and so it. Well, and it, and to clarify, stealing it's consensual. Well, there's no agreement made the, with the, the father, with the, la- the, the woman. The language of of the old te- the, the Old Testament law is basically it it implies that. Um, the the kind of seduction didn't rise to a certain kind of violent level yeah. like yeah, rape yeah. would, but at the same time it's inconclusive. Um, and they weren't married; they didn't right. have the father's permission. Right there might there was probably some measure of consensualness to it. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but the father can still demand a a restitution payment. Right, there's um, no commitment to her or God that this is your yeah. right. There's a there's that's part of it. But too. but yeah. anyways, all this to say, people just remember the we live in this Me Too. <laughs> Yeah, era yeah. which doesn't really care about women right. and doesn't really care about justice well no, uh, and, no, no and not it's, at all. it's using allegations basically to give more power to the government yeah like yeah. look these people can't handle sexual abuse um situations it was horrible look what he did he did yeah. a plea deal so give more power to the government I, I you know i think that epstein is the political weinstein um, what do you mean? So I, I think Weinstein. We, Weinstein. Oh, here, yeah, I'm not doing a game. A Weinstein. <laughs> Epstein. Weinstein. Uh, <laughs> do that. Um, yeah. Weinstein was. <laughs> you did it. I'm just going to do it. Yeah, you, I'm going to do it. Um, everybody knew what he was. Yeah. Everybody yeah. knew what was going on. Everybody, for decades. Uh, every, it wasn't a hidden thing. Everybody yeah. knew that's how you made it. That's just part of the way the and industry everybody ran. Everybody has and known that, how Epstein's been going for decades. I, I, think, yeah. I think that that's, that's been the same. And now all of a sudden there's this turn up and there's this hoopla around a mm-hmm. case that's already been settled. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because in the same way, when we saw this thing happen in Hollywood, the whole roles changed over. It was what happened. It, it, you started seeing Amazon's going crazy. They're starting to hire women for their head now. Their their whole had got hit by Me Too as well. Industry started changing where the women DPs infiltrated the whole industry now. What's DPs? Uh, director of photographies. Oh, um, d- d- and directors. I mean, even Avengers. I got women directors now. I mean, okay. The whole thing, the industry flipped, and the power went from what was traditionally the men, um, older white guy in charge to. Yeah. You think that was imp- on, on purpose? Oh, absolutely. Was they that a, that power, was a play? That was a power move. Where, where there's enough uh, sort of just bitterness, angstiness about um, Weinstein, yep. ready to to see him go. And when he went, they knew it was a domino effect on everybody else. And then and the and it's a power play to switch, turn the industry. And, absolutely. And with for um, progressive women. Absolutely. To, well, to get power. And Weinstein doesn't even need to be convicted. He actually probably is not going actually, to be convicted. Yeah, they, 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 He's they, probably, probably going to get away with all this stuff. The power yeah. move happened. Yeah, that's right. right? That's and, right. And, and everybody that he touched okay. got hit. So yep. now you got, you're Epstein. saying this is the same political thing, the yeah. same thing in the political realm. Yeah, yeah, Epstein absolutely. gets taken out. And who, who are the young uh, progressive women? Oh, well, I, AOC, Ilhan Omar, Kamala, And this who he's attached to. Kami. He's, is who he's attached to directly, though. He's attached to all the major Bill Clinton, political, uh, Donald Trump, status quo politicians, yep. the ones who kind of held the line. Mm-hmm. That's who he's attached so you're, to. But but are you saying then that you think this is this is a a power play within the Democratic Party? I, yeah, absolutely. I think the the, the Democratic and, and you can see it in the argumentation that's happening between Pelosi. And AOC. Yeah. That's not an accident. They're, every, they're having a cat fight this and, last week. Oh, you, you should play Hunger Games. <laughs> oh, Hunger okay. Games. But they're, ta- they're trying to take down Biden. Yeah. He's status yeah. quo, right? Yeah. Exactly. Because he's, he's the old school Democrats. Mm-hmm. It is time to walk away from the politics of the past and towards something uh, see, totally different. 
People are lining up for food. Politics of the past. I'm a hugger, I'm a kisser, and I'm a little bit of a sniffer. Raising the minimum wage <laughs> does not hurt business, it grows business. So f***ing proud of you guys. I am Spartacus. And, and if when somebody knows where all the dead bodies are, yeah. and you can get that, he's guaranteed he's going to be flipping on some folks. Oh, he's going to do another plea deal. Uh, he, I read an article. So he owns an island. So he's got this jet, and he's got an island down in, where is it? St. Martin or something uh, like that. Virginia, Virgin Island. Virgin Islands. Islands. They're not virgin anymore. No. Um, the, <laughs> the, uh, um, but, but apparently somebody said that he's got a safe down there. <laughs> a, a big safe. With all the names. What's in there? Yeah. And so... Ooh. So some people were going after, you know, people like Chuck Schumer, who's taken a bunch of, you know, 20, 22,000 from Epstein, donated to his election in 1992 yeah. and 1997. And one guy's like, why, why'd you wait till now? You know, why you've yeah. been hanging yeah. around? Yeah. Because he's been playing a game. He's yeah. been, he'd been willing to go along, get along. I didn't know we were supposed to be worshiping but, these guys. But yet. this is, not, yeah, right. <laughs> but this is not just about <laughs> money. Right, you, right. you read an article, Knox, where you noted how small so many of the dona- donations yeah, were. That tripped me out. But everybody's playing along. It's like $2,000 and they're Here, like, hey, and there and here and there but it's it's not about that it's about having power to manipulate anyone who's taken a ride on the epstein jet yeah yeah absolutely anybody yeah. so bill clinton yep, yep. your the, name's the, on it the clintons are out yeah. your name's on the logs um, biden's gotta go yeah um this actually goes back to the 1980s and 1990s when when bernie sanders was going hard on the democratic party saying that they were a bunch of republican lights yeah right mm. He, like he sort of reluctantly mm-hmm. joined the Democrats over and over again, but was just basically said, "You guys are a bunch of Republican lights." Yeah. Right. And 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 the Democratic Party, he said, would is not reformable at the time. Can't happen. Right. He said it can't be reformed. And what he mean by reformed was become fully progressive. Right. Right. I think you're right, David. I I think that's what's happening. I yeah. think this is. I mean. Uh, did you? I mean, look at the Democratic debates. Yeah, I was looking. Yeah, that's well, exactly. And I was, right. I was going to say that uh, looking at the Democratic debates, they actually don't disagree with each other. No. So the old Democrats and the new Democrats don't disagree with each other. And you see this even in the forced busing uh, that Kamala Harris oh, yeah. tried to pin Biden on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, that same week after that debate, where she basically tried to infer that Biden was a racist because of his yeah. uh, views on forced no, no, busing. No. She said, she "You're not a racist, saying, not but a you racist. are. But you are. Yeah." But you <laughs> she like said, I, "She actually agreed later. She said that basically she uh, articulated the same force busing policies that that Biden was for." Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, and so the old, the old guard and the new guard don't disagree. They're just having a power fight and trying to overthrow yeah. one another. And, and the yep. and the young, I think, I think you're right. I think it's a really good point, though. The young women, oh, they are progressives. They are after it. Man. They, they want the power. Yeah. They want the power, and they're winning. Well, they're and did you see it. what Nancy Pelosi and um, Ocasio Cortez AOC, AOC, AOC having, said that that um, she's racist? Yeah. This yeah, well, and, and because because she Nancy said, she, said there's only she's referring to four of them. She says there's only four of them. They only have four votes, and that's it. Yeah, AOC. Who's them? Uh, AOC. Ilhan Omar. Uh, uh, Talid. Uh, Talid, and then one I more. I personally try not to remember their names. There's four. AOC of them. was saying there's though, four that, of the new guard uh, that are women, and Nancy was referring to them as like that's all they got. They yeah. got their five million Twitter followers, and then four votes in the house. Oh, well, Pelosi's it. dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's dead in the well. Water. They're fighting. They're she's, going back and forth, and that's why Ocasio Cortez said. She's basically discriminating against me. Yeah, a woman of color. Well, that's what that's what she said. She was the, the point was I'm not saying she's a racist, but it's amazing that um, she always seems to go after the women of color. Right. Yep. It's the same thing yep. Kamala Harris did. I'm not saying you're a racist, but, but you, boy, but you just are one. You just act like a racist. Yeah. 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 No, I, I think. Watching, you think Pelosi's racist? Uh, n- no. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I do. Yeah. <laughs> do you? Abortion. I mean, okay, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she was. Yeah. I, I, 
I think that's a really good point. I think the Democratic Party it's is a having power change. it's a power shift, yeah. and these young. I mean, you can't say let's be progressive and then say, but let's pause here. Yeah. It keeps going. Yeah. Which is why yeah. Republicans need to stop compromising. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I couldn't even identify Bernie Sanders out of the last debates. <laughs> Which oh, one's Bernie? Yeah. He's the old yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. Stephen Warhurst next on Cross Politic. Classical Conversations supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local, like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community. <laughs> mm. Hee-haw! <laughs> Never mind. No, don't do that. Forget it. Whatever. Hey, welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. This segment is brought to you by Donuts, Donuts. from Rosars. Uh, thanks. Gabe, did you bring those? No. Where did they come from? Jason <laughs> Farley. Oh, oh, Jason. Westminster Confession of Farm. Hey, and with us on the line, this segment is Pastor Stephen Warhurst. He's the pastor for 17 years and running at Westminster Presbyterian Church in Kingsport, Tennessee. Man, faithfulness. Um, he's a graduate of RTS in Orlando. He's working on a children's book. Oh, praise God. Pygo the Free. It's coming. How to baptize your babies? Is oh, probably. He's, yeah. got, he's got eight kids ranging Whoa. from age 26 to five. His youngest is named Knox. How about that? Uh, wait, tw- eight kids, tw- 26 to f- uh, You got to tell me. I've seen your image on YouTube since you're famous now. Um, you don't look that old, man. 26 year old? Where the fountain of youth yep, at? That's right. <laughs> I'm 53. Oh, man. I'm doing the math here. Hang yeah, on. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pastor Steve's written a, several articles for the Aquila Report, particularly on Revoice. Oh. Okay, and um, he's also newly famous for uh, his, for a talk he gave at, at the PCA General Assembly. Did you Did you see him? You, you know, you got to be good when you can give a talk at like eleven o'clock at night and it blows up. Yeah, <laughs> you, you got to be hot. Yeah, at that point. yeah. So, uh, Steve, thank you so much for being on Cross Politic. Well, thank you for having me. So can you, um, I mean, it, a lot went down. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks. Hopefully, maybe you've sort of been able to kind of marinate and, and figure out, okay, what what, what happened? Um, but maybe specifically, could you just, for those maybe who aren't following really closely, what, like what, are, what, what happened, what's been happening in the PCA, and then what happened at General Assembly? Um, could you recap specifically what happened at General Assembly, uh, maybe just using Revoice as kind of your... Uh, your, your central point, because I know there were several different things okay. that happened yeah. that all kind well, of tell you there were, connect. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, there were there were three overtures, really four, that came to the assembly that were dealing with uh, revoice issues. Right. I was advocating for one of those overtures, which is Overture 28, which was from our presbytery, and it was probably the the highest octane of the three overtures or four overtures. Okay. And it it was sort of pushed to the back, and they were hoping to bury it, I think, a little bit in the back. It was the very last overture addressed in the committee, and it was also the very last overture addressed on the floor of General Assembly, which means that's why I was speaking at 1130 when everybody's tired. Mm. Uh, it was 
so that was sort of the politics of the thing. I was very last, yeah, unpopular, getting up there to speak about this thing, and then I start saying things like vile affection and words like that, which yeah. offended people, and they tried to shut me down. Right. With a technicality, they said it was inappropriate. My speech was inappropriate, and there was a lot of confusion about whether it was germane. I was thinking germane to what we are talking about this issue yeah. of homosexuality. Quite germane to that. And then um, the next day after I gave the speech, there was a formal protest against the speech. And they said that I, I was using, I was accusing them of being deceptive or intending to be deceptive. Now, I don't know what their hearts are, but I think they were being deceptive in the talks at Revoice. Yeah. So I won't back down from that. But I don't think I said anything about their intentions. They may be deceived and deceiving, but uh, I think there were deceptive words, especially that sexual minority term is a deceptive term yeah, being yeah. used to identify homosexuality with uh, ethnic groups or races. Right. When, so, when you say you think they are being deceived, who's they? Um, I think there are people within the Revoice movement that are being deceived. In in the PCA, within then, the PCA, particularly within the PCA? Yeah. I think they've bought into a lot of the homosexual propaganda and it's corrupting the, the PCA. So we were trying to clarify things with this overture to make it very clear from the scriptures what's wrong with the, with what's being taught at Revoice. Um, so what's the status then of that uh, protest? By Is the it- way, the protest passed with the majority. So a majority of the assembly there on Friday morning uh, thought that what I said was so inappropriate that it needed to be protested. Technically, you can't protest the talk, so they protested the moderator for letting me talk. Wow. And that passed. The protest passed, but the overture failed. Yeah. It got walloped. It was just maybe wow. 15% of the assembly okay. voted for it. About 200 people voted for it. So, so your overture failed. But by eighty percent. But the protest the next morning that says that that you are speaking that your speech should not have been allowed that passed the assembly. Right. It was a close majority. It was, I don't remember the numbers, but wow. but they at, had a, a majority. Yeah. At what point um, do we escalate the situation like Jesus and start ransacking the temple? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have my whip with me. <laughs> He, Jesus didn't either. He made it out of stuff that they had there. So. There's no excuse there, Stephen. We, we, right. we were watching your speech yesterday on the floor. I, I was in the studio with, with, with Knox, and Knox kept on pausing it and looking at me and saying, how is he being so calm? When, yes. when, when's he going to rip off his shirt and start yelling? Yeah, I, that's, that's exactly right. I can't. I came into, I came out of a charismatic world and got into the reform world and then i became a pca uh presbyterian and i was in love because all the doctrines were laid in place for me and i couldn't i couldn't imagine that 10 12 years ago that this would even be a conversation that would be tolerated and Mm. and and now i'm watching what it seems like um you know a, a hostile takeover but done very nicely you know what i mean and and yeah. I'm, I'm watching you talk and give all these responses and i'm like man this is so preschool and he's talking to presbyterian pastors at what point do you lose your your, your yourself and say okay guys you have lost your mind 
Well, <laughs> what was funny, I'll tell you a little note about that talk. While I was giving that talk, there was a guy standing about 15 feet in front of me shaking his head no the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just to tell you the, the state of things as far as the maturity in some folks' level. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. I mean, that's just, he's standing there shaking his head no. Yeah. Yeah. I just smiled and tried to look somewhere else. Yeah. yeah but right. there weren't a lot of friendly faces. Right. But, I mean, what, <laughs> now doing, the, I mean, the moderator did, has, did the moderator, when they passed the, basically the protest against him, what, what is his thoughts on it? What was his response to that? Well, he, he said, I have thick skin. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. So, but they really weren't protesting him. Yeah. yeah they were right. protesting. And, and the thing is, I mean, and, and audience, you need to go and we're going to send that. We're going to have the clip of, of Pastor Steve's talk in the show notes when this goes out. Click on it, find it, watch it. The thing is, is that like, like Knox is saying, I mean, what you were going over in the uh, uh, affirmations and denials in the overture that you're presenting is, is just Bible 101. Like this is preschool. This is like ABC one, two, three on what the Bible teaches about sexuality. And, and how do we get to the point? How does the PCA get to the point where that um, can be protested as inappropriate language? Right. Well, I guess the, I think what we're seeing here is the, the seeker-friendly model full-grown. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to say anything that offends the center somewhere. And this particular movement doesn't want to say anything that would offend a homosexual center. Yeah, and right. so we're seeing it grow up to maturity and uh, we're failing to be prophetic. Yeah. Ooh, you, yeah. You, you would think that old fights and old battles, especially one like the PCA, they, they left the PCUSA almost for this exact kind of infiltration that was Sexuality, happening. Sexuality, inerrancy, yeah. scripture. <laughs> and you would think that the places they would be most sensitive at would be right at this topic. Are you at all concerned, like, guys, we've kind of been through this already? As you're looking at everything, um, why don't you think there's a sensitivity to this as like, guys, this is what we left the PCUSA for? Well, I, I'm baffled by it, honestly. I, I haven't been to the General Assembly in over a decade because we we basically didn't think it was worth the time and money and effort until the revoice thing came up. And we said, this is just crazy yeah. and we need to go and address it. Uh, so I think the culture has been won over by the homosexual propaganda yeah. and a lot of pastors have been won over by yeah. the homosexual propaganda. And we want to, we want to expose this, this movement, the revoice movement, and we want to correct it and hopefully um, stop it before it gets too far. So we wanted to try to nip it in the bud with this, but it wasn't encouraging the response. At the assembly. Yeah. How, yeah. how are they, yeah. how are they winning them? How are they winning over trained PCA pastors, uh, to the homosexual agenda, how are they? How are they winning them over? That doesn't seem like it's possible. Well, I think once you embrace that seeker-friendly model, um, and you got to be friendly to the homosexuals too, you got to make them comfortable. They can't come into the church and feel like they're condemned for what they're doing. Then this just follows naturally from it. Yeah. But we don't want to be prophetic. We don't want to tell people that that's a sin. And. I think they're subtle too. They're not actually saying that you can practice homosexuality. Right. Right. And they're not saying that you can lust. Right. As a homosexual. But that you can be oriented. Right. As a homosexual. And that there's problems with that whole whole usage right there. I, 
I was when I was studying this, I went and looked at Webster's Dictionary, the 1828 Webster's Dictionary, and I was looking for the term homosexual. And I was surprised to find it wasn't there. Hmm. And I looked at heterosexual. It wasn't there either. And I was like, where in the world did these terms come from? Yeah. I started researching it, and there was a, an Austro-Hungarian writer named Karl Maria Kurtbein hmm. who invented the term, and he was a homosexual activist um, who was fighting against sodomy laws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted to equalize homosexual with heterosexual. Yeah. Mm-hmm and put them on the same level playing field. And then we've adopted those terms and people think, well, this is just two different ways of directing your urges. They're both okay. One's not better than the other. Yeah. But the Bible says that one is unnatural. Homosexual attraction is unnatural in Romans one. Yeah. It's against nature and heterosexual attraction is natural, right. but it can be sinful right? or it could be lawful. And so when we have adopted those terms, heterosexual and homosexual, I think many pastors have adopted also the idea that this is sort of neutral and that you can be one or the other and you're okay as long as you don't act on it. Yeah. But that's so, not true. The, the attraction and the action are both sin. Right. So you made the, the, the statement just a minute ago that um, you hadn't been to GA assembly in the last uh, 12 years or so. And I think, I think a lot of conservative pastors in the PCA – we're home taking care of business, and that's why we're here where we're at with the leadership within the General Assembly. Is that a fair yeah. point? I think that's fair. And another thing is there is a, a, a group called the National Partnership yep. that's just recently discovered Yep, that has been working like a political agency within right. the denomination and trying to get their way in the um, General Assembly. Whoa, whoa. Break that out. What do you mean? What are you talking about, Willis? Deep, deep state. <laughs> that sounds conspiratorial. <gasps> yeah, I've, I've heard well, about that group for years. It's sort of secretive. It is a secretive type group, and they actually have a running information on the floor with people who are hooked into the group and telling them how they should vote. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, they're actually working it out like that. What's their name? It's called the National Partnership. The National Partnership. It's a group of folks tend to be more progressive. Um, who's, who are, lead, who's leading that? I don't know the details of it. I've just read. If you, that's on the Aquila report as well. If you go on the Aquila report and look up National Partnership, they have more information about okay. who's doing it. Okay. Steve, they have some evidence for it. Steve, a few months ago, I don't remember exactly when it was, but I think in, maybe at the kind of the height of a lot of the Revoice buzz, um, Joey Piper put out a video. Uh, I think he's is he still the president at Greenville Seminary. I, 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 I believe so. so. Yeah. And in, in which he basically, you know, he said I was there at the beginning when PCA formed, and and it was basically sort of like telling everybody to cool their baby jets. Everybody, everybody, calm down a little bit. It's not as bad as it was then. Uh, relax. Don't don't leave. Uh, you know, it's it's not as bad as you think. And I, I I was honestly I was sort of surprised. I was shocked. I was disappointed. I, I thought. I mean, come on, Piper. I mean, you're like Mr. Godfather of the conservative confessional PCA. You know, he can sniff out bad theology from I mean, miles away. So, I mean, w- mm. did you see that video? And and I don't know, like, what's what's your take? I didn't see the video. Uh, I did listen to a talk by Dr. Piper, whom I love and respect greatly. Yeah. Um, uh, about the current General Assembly, and he he's much more optimistic than I am. Yeah. About the state of things. 
and I don't I don't know if he saw all that went down Thursday night or if he I don't think he was there on Friday okay. when they did the protest. Mm. Um, but I think he is um, much more patient maybe than we are. <laughs> we're we're not sure what we're going to do right now. Yeah. With this wow. Situation where we're going if we're going to go where we'll go and uh, we're debating whether or not it's worth the fight. Yeah. Uh, the time and effort spent in fighting for this, or should the time and effort be spent in ministering to folks here in town and our local ministry? And so it's it's hard. There are people who are leaving. Yeah. And they are they are bailing out, and there are people who are talking about forming another denomination too there's that's in the works as well yeah what do you i'm sorry no i was just wondering you know so steven do you think that the nashville statement is going to actually be a dam that holds this off at all it doesn't sound like you feel like it's going to be strong enough to fight against what you see coming no i don't think so Mm. i'm glad we passed it i voted for it yeah but i don't think it's strong enough to stand we're going to have to take a strong stand and, and really reveal to people the subtleties of this teaching. And it is subtle, uh, especially if you've been living in this culture sort of imbibing of the propaganda. You know, well, they're not saying that you can continue to do it. They're saying you just can identify this way. Right. So the, our overture took issue with the identification. Right, right. Why it's, uh, we think it's not a matter of Christian liberty. They think it's a matter of Christian liberty to identify as a gay Christian, right. and we're saying no. This is a propagandistic move to make homosexuality normal and uh, desensitize us to the evil. Yeah, we have so a, we, we have just, such we have such short memories and yeah, such short yeah. memories. I, mean, I did just a little Google search as I was thinking about all this, and the other mainline denominations. The first thing they did yeah. was make room for gay celibate Christians. Yep. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. they, they, that was the first thing all the mainline denominations have done was say, basically, you can identify as gay, just don't practice it, and you're okay. And and then right. that's the first step to normalizing it. Yeah. And then next thing you know, it's, okay, I guess you can practice it. I guess you can get married. I guess you can consecrate these sodomite marriages. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the move that's been run on us every single decade. <laughs> And yeah, every single you denomination. Would think the PCA would know. They just came out of this, and the, and the and, and we're apparently saying the PCA is different. Well, and here's here's the thing. Pastor Greg Johnson, after General Assembly, tweeted out saying, "Hey, we lost this battle, but but we're gonna we're gonna win the war." Yeah, and it seems like a lot of the conservatives with the pastors within the PCA aren't even seeing that they think that there's a war going on here. Right. Like, I mean, I've heard you, uh, Pastor Stephen. I've heard you speak up. I've heard a couple pastors speak up. Um, uh, Kevin DeYoung had, I think, some decent statements about it. But the disheartening uh, thing is a lot of guys, yeah. a lot of the conservative guys come out of it say, we passed the Nashville statement. Good. Woo, now, yeah. now that's over. We're safe. Yeah. Right. What, what, now, what are some of your next steps in all too. this? What's that? Well, we have the study committee. Right. And this is an interesting thing. I, I voted against the study committee as well. I don't think we need to study this. I think this is clear. <laughs> but, yeah. Seriously. Read our, read our Bible. Yeah. <laughs> but the study committee is going to supposed to report back at the next general assembly, which will be in Birmingham, which is a very conservative sort of spot in yep. the denomination. And the ruling elders may turn out, and that might not be a good time to present that uh, study committee mm. report, which, especially since the Revoice folks, at least from Greg Johnson's tweet, thinks that it's going to be favorably disposed to them. Right. What he's saying. Um, 
so, but what's interesting is the next general assembly in the year after that is in St. Louis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. So if this politically, it would be interesting if they don't come back with a report next year, they postpone this and drag this out more right. to get to the St. Louis assembly, which will have more sympathetic people nearby that will come. I'm not saying there's a conspiracy or anything. Oh, but, yeah. You, know, just, you just have your eyes open. Just you, you, you just, <laughs> yeah. you're, just, you're just seeing it how it is. One last thing real quick was I caught a short little, uh, I think it was a Facebook live video with uh, Pastor Andy Webb, um, who's a PCA minister. He pointed out that he believes that the thing that needs to happen is that somebody, and there needs to be church discipline that's brought. He, he said yeah. there's. National statement has no teeth. Even a study report has no teeth. Really, the teeth of a, of a denomination is you discipline a pastor. Right. And he pointed out in the BCO uh, for the PCA, the Book of Church Order, that if a, if a presbytery fails to discipline one of its own pastors, I think is it, is it two or is it three other presbyteries can overture the General Assembly to take ju- uh, uh, original jurisdiction of a case? Are, are you familiar with that? I am. And that is... Uh I think it's two presbyteries okay. that overturn general something. Okay. I'm not positive. But they can I know it can be done. Right. And one of the things I mean, I think Pastor Webb is right. One of the things that preserves the purity of the church is church discipline. Right. Mm-hmm. And it is very difficult and painful and often ugly for ministers to be removed from their pulpits. And I think that's the only way the church can be preserved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if it's not done when necessary, then um, the church is going to be corrupted. I mean, I think there are other things that can be done as well. I've I thought about this, uh, and I have, I'm in dialogue and contact with. Uh, I, I met Greg Johnson after Friday. I met him for the first time Friday. Yeah. After the general assembly, when I was protested, and I was walking out, and I made an intent to try to talk to him about these things. Yeah. And so we are currently emailing back and forth and my desire is that if he is honest and i can't say that he's not yet he may be honestly i think he's mistaken i think his teaching is not good on the the holy voice thing is full of problems yeah but i would love to um, see us be able to engage in some kind of uh, debate about these things yeah Yeah. public debate where we could get this and i i got this idea i was reading eusebius a uh, long time ago, yeah. and there's this wonderful passage where uh, a man named Nepos was, uh, he was a good guy, he was a martyr, he'd been faithful, but he had some really bad teaching yeah. in one area. And uh, uh, an elder named Dionysius set out to correct him, because, correct his followers. He was dead, but his followers were still teaching this error, mm-hmm. and Dionysius went and to correct the error graciously, and they met, and the description of it was intriguing. Would you let me read that, T.R.? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, go for it. For that? Yeah. Um, here's what Dionysius says. This is from Eusebius. He says, After I had called all the presbyters and teachers of the brethren in the villages, I exhorted them to examine the doctrine publicly. When they produced this book by Nepos as a kind of armor and impregnable fortress, I sat with them for three days from morning till evening, three days, morning till evening, attempting to refute what it contained. Then also, I was greatly pleased to observe the constancy, sincerity, and docility and intelligence of the brethren as we proceeded to advance in order, and the moderation of our questions and doubts, mutual concessions, and nor did we attempt to evade objections, 
nor were we ashamed if reason prevailed and we changed our opinion. To acknowledge the truth was right. Yeah. But rather received with a good conscience and sincerity with single hearts before God, we, we received whatever was established by proofs and doctrines of the scriptures. So if something like that could happen, yeah. and, and Greg Johnson is sincere but misled, yeah. I think that would be excellent if it was publicly done and these things could be ironed out that way. Yeah. Yeah. I do agree with Mr. Webb if, if that can't be done and, he's, and he persists and what these these doctrines and others too with him that church discipline is the only thing that can yeah can uh, preserve us well i hope he's more honest with you than he was with us when we talked to him about whether or not he was gay <clears throat> yeah so i don't I, I, I have my doubts on how honest he's willing to be <laughs> I, i'm praying that at least if something like that was to happen publicly yeah. it might be very thank, helpful thank yeah. you so much Pastor Stephen for, for standing for the truth Amen. at GA Amen. thank you for telling the truth thank you for loving your brother our brother Greg yep. and thanks for being on Cross Politic more Cross Politic when we come back worship is not our idea of trying to please um, a, a benevolent being. Uh, worship ultimately is something that God himself demands of his creatures. Join us this January as we will enjoy fellowship, spiritual growth, and the worship of God at the 2020 G3 Conference. For information and reservations, visit g3conference.com. <laughs> I appreciate Pastor Steven. Oh, yeah. yeah. Y'all be praying for him. Absolutely. Yeah. The whole PCA. Amen. I mean, all, I mean, all of us. Yeah. I mean, if you're in conservative, I mean, the reason why I care about what's going on in the PCA is because, I mean. Well, I grew up in that denomination. Well, you grew up yeah. in it. My wife grew up in it. Yeah. Um, and we're so close. I mean, yeah. we're, we're drinking the same water, basically. Yeah. Westminster Confession? Oh, man. Seriously. Oh, Welcome man. back to Cross Politic and the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Man. Um, what do you guys. Um, I read this article in the Atlantic. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was, I was, <laughs> I was curious. I was curious. They, so remember we talked recently about the whole, um, asking on the 2020 census, whether, um, mm-hmm. you're a citizen or not. Yeah. Right, right, right. And Supreme court said basically something vague, like, uh, not a good enough argument. Your intentions are not clear to us. Yeah, not a good enough argument. So we're not going to say no, but no. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And even though the the uh, citizen question has been on the census yeah, okay. back to 1820, it's crazy, which is weird. So the Atlantic article is written by a couple of so-called conservatives, saying that Justice Roberts has basically, effectively, kind of slyly struck a blow to the administrative deep state. But but he actually voted against. Right. It, so Roberts joined all four liberal justices, right. like he keeps doing. It seems to be a habit for him. It's a bad habit for him. (laughs) Upholding Obamacare, voting for Obergefell. I mean, maybe he's doing something we don't know. No, did he vote against Obergefell? This is the. uh, Oh, I thought he voted for it, but maybe I'm wrong. I'll have to check on that one. Google. It was Kennedy who voted for it. Uh, Maybe it wasn't Roberts. I think Roberts is against it. I think you're right. Okay, never mind. Sorry, Roberts. Take that back. We're just so used to your voting record going that way. We can't even remember (laughs) when you sided with the conservatives. (laughs) But, but they, so they, so what they said was, so, for conservatives committed to the original understanding of the Constitution, um, they um, they um, 
there's been a lot of transfer of power over the basically the last century. Yeah, yeah. From um, legislative authority in Congress um, to um, the administrative state. Okay, so the framers granted executive power solely to the president, legislative power solely to Congress, and judicial power solely to the courts. Right. Okay, and rather than allowing their combined exercise, I'm I'm reading from the Atlantic Monthly story here, as in parliamentary systems, they worried James Madison was worried in Federalist Number Forty Seven that um, all of these powers could be a combined. And that would basically result in tyranny. Right, right. Which is what we've had happen, for it's example. Like checks and balances. Yeah. Right. So yeah. the checks and balances with the idea of separate the powers. Yeah. Only Congress can legislate. Right, right, right. Courts can, the, the judicial system, the judicial courts can only um, rule. Is it constitutional or not? Yep. Yep. Pre- president is executive. Now, beginning with Woodrow Wilson, progressive thinkers have viewed the separation of powers as obsolete. Mm. <laughs> just, because Woodrow and, was a socialist. And ineffective for a modern industrial society. Oh, yep. that's what happened. Okay. <laughs> so they urged instead that Congress delegate its powers to experts. Mm-hmm. This sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Expert agencies, which could issue regulations without having to survive both houses of Congress and the president. So the agencies would become perpetual motion machines of progressive lawmaking. Yep. So the mm. article in The Atlantic basically argues, though, that this decision, combined with two other decisions that were not really directly related, um, have struck a blow against these uh, non-elected agencies, right. administrative agencies. Um, because what, what they said in this particular case with Roberts joining the liberals was that basically this decision by the Census Bureau, right. which is an administrative policy. So we've been doing for you. Yeah, but not elected. Right, right. Um, that... Um, so in, in previous decisions, the, the old precedent was basically whatever the administrative um, group came up with, they just sort of assumed the best. Supreme Court's right. decisions have assumed the yep. best. They, they're just carrying out it law. Fit within the bandwidth it, of the law. It, yeah. If it fits yep. within the bandwidth of the law, then yep. we don't question intentions. Yeah. Right. right. But what they're arguing in this Atlantic story is that Roberts is sort of being sneaky, joining the liberal justices mm-hmm. by by taking a um, by saying because your intentions were not clear in why you were wanting to put the citizenship question on the census, mm-hmm. um, it's not good enough. Meaning, implying that in order for you to do what you want to do, it has to be clearly found in legislative we, we law. Sort of law that yep. says so, that you so, can do this. And, and I actually agree with that concern. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If we, it, like, that we should, we, we should want lawmakers to be held responsible for what they do. Right. Yeah, but as it is, and not passing the buck to the bureau. As it is, yeah. so much of what's happening is happening with bureaucrats right. who are unelected. Right. So you vote in and out representatives and senators. Yeah. But the bureaucrats. And nothing are. changes because the bureaucrats are sitting fat and happy. Yeah. In their yeah, office. So you, remember, you remember when we had Russ Fulcher on, he said, all the all the bureaucrats have to do is wait two years or four years here. for a new election, yeah. and I'm out of here. So yeah. when you start blaming administrations, you're really actually dealing yeah. with the bureaucrats that are in there still. Right. So, Anyways, my point bringing it up is it's an interesting it's an interesting take, but I think I think that these I think these conservatives who are writing this article in the Atlantic are um, I think they've got naive high hopes. So so you disagree both with what Roberts did? Yeah, I I think I think the administrative bureaucracy needs to get taken down. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think down. I think he should have 
sided with Trump and in some measure tried to strike a blow. That's, at what, that's what I, I yeah, think he yeah. needed to try to do I, both yeah. if it was yeah. possible. Sure. Yeah. Um, but here, just think about it. So what they're saying is they're saying that with this decision and several other decisions that they name, um, a new precedent is developing in which the Supreme Court does not respect the actions of non-elected officials yeah. unless they can show clearly that their intent is to fulfill fulfill a law that has been passed by Congress. Yeah, right. that's good. And and so uh, Roberts's argument was there is not a clear law passed by Congress that demands or insists that the citizenship question be asked, uh, right. even if that's what they've done in the past. It's not clear enough. Yeah, so, that, so, so, so that's why they re- should have never passed a Burgerfell. <laughs> right? There's no clear law. <laughs> there actually was a law. Let me make sure I'm, <laughs> defining- I want to make sure I'm tracking yes, with you. Yes. Okay. So you're saying that. They're saying that what Roberts is doing is forcing the Congress to actually make a law yes. one way or the other right. so that he can rule, then rule right. on it and it's written down and then we don't have to deal with this right. anymore. Now, yes. And I think in principle, like, that's good. That makes sense. But the problem is, is that progressives don't care about the law. They aren't going to play within that Progressives yeah. will, yeah. They, they play you. Let me give you an example of this. Okay. Okay. This week, Matt Truella, we've had him on the show yeah, the, yeah, before, yeah. Pastor yeah. Matt, um, he posts this great meme. It's just like, it's, it's. It's awful. <laughs> it's a great, awful meme. It's a great, meme. awful, it's meme. A great, awful yeah. meme. In 2013, in United States versus Windsor, SCOTUS, Supreme Court, ruled that the definition of marriage had to remain in the hands of the states. Yeah. Yeah. 2013. In 2013, the Supreme Court ruled that the, 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 the definition of marriage had to remain in the, in the hands of the states. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ginsburg, Sotomayor, Kennedy, Breyer, and Kagan... All five of those mm-hmm. Supreme Court justices ruled to uphold the state's rights to define what marriage is. And they struck down part three of the DOMA Act. Remember the yep. Defense of Marriage yep. Act that right. Bill Clinton, Clinton. signed. Yeah, he's gone now. <laughs> Epstein oh got him going. Yeah. Um, that defined <laughs> marriage chance. as one man and one woman. Um, and in part three, it said that the federal, um, federal funds couldn't go to in any way to, to same-sex, same-sex unions. unions. Yeah, right. The Supreme Court struck that down for a uh, a couple in New York, and the New York recognized same-sex unions. Yeah, was, yeah, right, right, right. And okay. so it, in defense of New York— Which said, is supporting same-sex. —said that the state had the right to define marriage however they wanted to. Yep. So same-sex couples could a- get access to federal money. In, in New York. Okay, yes. let me, yes. let me, I'm on the track. Yep. Are you with me? Yeah, I'm making sure. Okay. The Supreme Court sides with New York, who is in support of same-sex marriage, because right. they give them the argument of states' rights to do that. State rights, and that's okay. and, and, according and to the Constitution. The federal DOMA was wrong in Section Three because yeah. of that, right? But it was specifically in the right of states yep. to define marriage. That's right. And again, listen carefully; those five ju- justices voted for that. Okay. Yep. Two years later, 2015. Now, two years later, in Obergefell versus Hodges. The same five justices, not Roberts, yep. voted to mandate sodomite marriage in all 50 right. states. You yep. might need a lot more of this. <laughs> the so same they federally mandated now. Justices says it doesn't matter that a majority of the states have defined marriage as between one man and yep. one woman. Yep. It overturned um, state constitutions. Yep. A majority of the state constitution and mandated sodomite well, it marriage. It didn't overturn it. The state constitution just allowed it to overturn it. Well, the state. Right? It's no. an opinion. Like the Supreme Court yeah, no, no, is no. opinion. Yes. But, so, my, but, but yeah, the yes. states allow it. Yes. So who's going to supreme the Supreme Court? Right. So the, my, my point. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Jesus. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, seriously. Jesus is going to. These but, are. So this it's, is, within two years, they contradict. The Supreme Court so contradicts this, themselves. And so this is my answer to the writers of the Atlantic article, yeah. which is the progressives don't care about precedent. Mm. And this is a problem that conservatives have over and over again. We, we think that the progressives will play by the rules. Yeah, right, right. And over and over again, they say, okay, this is good enough. We'll take that. And we're saying, oh, yep. good. Yep. And then two years later, they're like, and now more. Yeah. Yep. Because the progressive, um, the, the standard of progressivism, th- there's no standard of progressivism. Yeah, right. This is it's exactly. It's, it's I want to do whatever the hell I want to do. That's yep. right. And this is what, what PCA people should be very concerned about. Reboarding. Exactly. Because it yeah. doesn't matter what you passed in Nashville. Yeah. It is not enough. To that, kill what you got yeah. brewing that up. That's exactly inside. right. And this and is that's it. why Greg Johnson knows, hey, this that's is uh, we lost that, this battle. That's cool. We're gonna win the war. We're gonna win because the war. Because progressives and, are yep. gonna play by this and, yep. conserve, and, and this is hard, especially in the church. It's so hard. I mean, it's a little bit easier when you're talking about straight up pagans. Right. Yeah. It's so hard to look across the aisle mm-hmm. and see somebody who professes the name of Christ, yeah. who's baptized, who's you know, is in your church, in your communion. It's so hard to say, you brother are taking us somewhere awful yeah, yeah. that's right yeah. Yeah, I, and 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 I, that's, that's i'd say to greg i might say to pastor greg johnson like yeah. i mean we we tried we to tell him, him. That. We, yeah. t- we said that we to told him, him not do the conference yeah. repent yeah, yeah. You're, but it, and, and i'm not saying that they're at home like laughing maniacally no. like yeah. Blah, yeah. Right. you know no they're deceived they're deeply deceived yep. they believe their own lies yeah but that's the that's the reason why cons- good men mm-hmm. in conservative denominations have to see this play that's right that when once progressivism gets a hook, there are no breaks. Right. There it's, are no breaks. Right. And and by the grace of God, he doesn't God doesn't let us get as evil as we might logically become. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, yeah. He doesn't. There's I think breaks there. One yeah. of the words that's been forgotten in all this conversation is mortification. When you see something like this, you don't just play around with it. You take every amount of energy you can to completely kill it. With, yeah. with something like Revoice, with something right. like, like right now with Roberts, when he sees something like this, like you said, he should have did both ways. He should have ran the flag, yeah. the pole, ran right up the flagpole with this one and said, nope, yeah. this is the flag we're flying. Right. Yeah. We're not going to do this. If you want to challenge this, what you need to do is go make a law then. Right. And yeah. then he still gets what he wants both ways, but you can't play the soft game yeah. with yeah. this. No, you, you, you'll lose every time. You do. And, and, cause and you just, you just cannot trust that. That 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 promise, like okay, yeah. I'm going to buy. This is precedent. Now you know. Now we're going to abide by the Nashville statement. Like yeah. that goes right along to the story that you found. I'm trying to find it right now. The, Nash, the, the Nashville statement doesn't have any teeth. No, the, they're going to come back with a study committee, and it's going to be even softer. I'd the, love to be wrong about that. What was it the Christians that got kicked out of schools for the voucher program? Yeah, oh, you were oh, pointing yeah, to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so some Christian schools. Uh, in Maryland, it's were Bethel Christian part- Academy. We're participating in the voucher program. I'm pretty sure I played Bethel in high school. By the way, did you really? Oh yeah, I, I, I went know. to high school in Maryland. Mm. So they were participating in the voucher program, and uh, the I think the courts just ruled in Maryland that they couldn't have uh, right. participate in the voucher program anymore because they yep. believed in traditional marriage. Now, the, court, the courts ordered them to pay back a hundred thousand no! dollars. Wow, a hundred thousand um, dollars, and wait, the wait, article wait, wait, says. Wait. The leadership of Bethel Christian Academy was stunned. After all, it had relied on that money to serve the school's 280 low-income kids. For two years, those vouchers were what made their option to public school possible. Well, but, but they should have been stunned that we actually thought they were going to play by the rules. 
Yeah. yeah. But, but, but this also this yeah. was connected actually to the Obergefell decision. Yeah. The very Be- rules for the voucher program to get them inside the voucher program to yeah. get people to get their money to schools they want to are saying now we're going to control what schools can you can give that money to. Yeah. During right. the oral right. arguments for right. Obergefell in 2015, mm-hmm. this exact question was asked for Christian education. Yep. When asked if religious schools could be punished for holding a natural view of marriage. Natural. <laughs> Did you hear that? Natural? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. U.S. solicitor Donald Verrilli was surprisingly honest. Quote said, it's certainly going to be an issue. I don't deny that, Justice Alito. It's going to be an issue. Wow. And now the leadership of Bethel Christian Academy is stunned. Stunned. Surprised. And and so... I, mm. yeah. They've been told that they cannot, any, they cannot any longer participate in the voucher program because of their biblical beliefs on marriage and sexuality. So then what is the, what is the opposite way? We shouldn't have been pushing for the voucher program. No. You know, that, that was just... No. I, there's well, no way. I, I don't mind a voucher program maybe as a short-term tactic. It, tactic. But, but, but I think, then you're going to have to pay but, the money back anyway. Well, yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. a short-term. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that's the thing. And you're right. So yeah. the point is, is that, yes, when they say, we don't care what you do with our money, it's like Epstein. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here, just have some money. Just have some money. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Can't do 22,000, yeah. Chuck Schumacher. But, yeah, but you uh, take the Schumer. king's coin, you become yeah. the king's man. Right. We, we talked about in the beginning of the cross-politic, building the platform, supporting cross-politic. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's so essential that we understand we need our own platforms that are separate from the government. Yeah. Give us our plot of land and let us build on it. And this yeah. is why your Christian schools. Yeah, Christian education matters. Come on now. Do not take the coin don't do it don't take the coin now i mean i know it's a messy world and i'm not saying it's you know sin in every situation but what i'm saying is that it's a bad tactic it's long term it's a mistake and and this is because here bottom line last thing is that the world functions jesus said that um that the, the 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 great ones of the earth exercise their authority basically by lording it by power politics Everybody in the world functions by power politics, which is manipulative and and in it, it guilt trips. Mm-hmm. And it says, basically, if you don't bring up my stuff, I won't bring up yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's fear and guilt and yeah. shame. Oh, yeah. And if you don't think this happens in the church, you're not paying attention. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Because people say, I don't want to I don't want to bring up something because they might bring something up on me. Yeah. They, I yeah. don't want to be confrontational with this brother, this elder, this person in the church. I don't want to call them on their sin right. because they might do something on me. That's not the gospel. That is not the gospel. He says, it shall not be so among you. Right. But you will, the greatest among you will be the servant of all. Yeah. And the reason, and the only way you can be the servant of all, that doesn't mean you're pacifistic. It doesn't mean right. you're apathetic. It doesn't mean you're a wet noodle. Yeah. Yeah. It means that you're a servant of God. Yeah. That's right. It means that your sins are forgiven. You are washed clean. When you repent of your sins, when you confess your sins and you're clean, no one's got anything on you. Yeah. That's right. And that's the freedom that the gospel offers. And now yeah. it's, now all you're doing is just, you're just, you're just out there. Well, yeah. honest, clear, free. You're dangerous because you're, you actually have no hooks in you. But, what do you got? Also, exactly, also, no hooks. Yeah, well, uh, no but hooks. also for far too long, I think the good guys have not been fighting, have not been engaging. This is this yeah. is what basically That's Stephen said. They on, haven't believed the gospel. Well, they, they, or, or they're they sitting people, home and they're taking care of one thing while letting another thing yeah, it, weeds grow over here. Well, so, that's the thing is when you don't believe in power politics. 
the, temp, the, the thing the is, temptation like, is, you, you know that home to not think it's gonna and, be a problem. and local community is the most important thing. Yeah, that's right. And it that's is. Right. Yeah, it is. And the thing is, is that shepherds nevertheless need to recognize that the wolves are coming. Yeah. You can't just say, well, they, they're being good at the General Assembly. They're being good at Presbyterian. I, I know them. I, I, you know, they Those went, are yeah. good guys. I went to seminary you, with you them. You got to be fighting on the ground and you got to be fighting in the air. You, you have to you have, can't. Uh, Pastor Doug Wilson likes to say, you have to have a sunny cynicism. <laughs> sunny cynicism you know like cheerful yeah, cheerful yeah. cheerful yeah and kind and gracious yeah. and at the same time that's right be you know, a little bit squinty eyed that's yeah. right like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll play you running right right yeah. where's right. that money coming from yeah, yeah. well because it's not like the bible said that uh false teachers will rise up from among you it's not like that actually said that in the bible oh no no no, no. Oh. Jesus, jesus said that oh, he said that oh okay. he, he said that they're, they're gonna be dressed up like sheep even oh they're gonna get the ordinations and you know and and, and classical christian school we're and, fancy oh, college. Man. and, and oh, all, yeah all of it wow yeah if you're single get married if you married have kids and if you have kids go baptize them until next week love god with all your heart soul mind and strength love your neighbor as yourself go fight laugh and feast this is cross politics